Hey, y'all. Welcome to NOLA HOTS, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources about CHD and some other stuff. We're just two heart mamas from New Orleans doing this for heart mamas, or dads, grandmas, aunts, friends, whoever may want to listen. That's Susan Oakland. And that's Lana Stevens, and we feel like we've got a lot to say. It's now um, episode 30. We're here with episode 30. <laughs> we're back. We're happy to be here still at the end of January. Um, that first month of the year went by quick. Isn't it fun? It's fun. Yeah, I find it's been a rough month. I'm yeah. ready to move on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and may February be better. And February is going to be better because we're going to be discussing CHD Awareness Month and we'll be able to kind of get the word out about that. Um, yeah. Everybody get your red ready. Yes. Get ready to wear red on, I believe it's the first Friday, huh? Yeah, when you're in the fashion show. <laughs> I'm going to be in a fashion show with the Heart Association for Go Red for Women. Do y'all wear all red? No, I went and got fitted this weekend, which definitely reminded me that I have eaten too much king cake lately. So, <laughs> um, You know, I don't like king cake. Okay, well, lucky you. You probably shouldn't have been in the fashion show. Susan backed out. She told me that she was not going to be in the fashion show with me. Backed out is a strong term. I said I was going to do it if I could. Anyway, she's not. I am. And although I am very proud to represent. We'll just do it together again next year. And I did say that they will have to mention that I I told them to already mention your name when I'm on the runway that I started a (laughs) podcast with another mom. So throw a plug in there. And if anybody goes to Go Red for Women, look for me. I'll be on the runway with a black dress and a leopard print dress because, you know, I was looking for something that was trying to... Hopefully you worked the runway well. I feel like I always have this nightmare that if I was on the runway, I would like hit one of the seams and I would just go like flying into the... Well, I 100% believe that I will. I feel like I watched a movie with that and that would totally be me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our last episode with Dr. Pettit. He was um, a joy to chat with and we got a lot of great feedback on people that enjoyed hearing from him, especially parents that never got to know him like that. And I think we were two of those parents as well. So yeah, for sure. Today we have a music therapist from children's who was actually Henry's music therapist. Okay. Um, and he loves music and it was, I think he really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I feel like there's a lot to music therapy that people don't know the benefits for children and you know, yeah. So Harley is, um, this is a, a major in college that she's interested in learning more about. So, I'm going to make sure that she listens to this episode and um, hopefully I'll be able to answer some questions that she may have because I think that that would be a great route to take too. I don't remember dealing with a music therapist ever. No, I remember she was great. I loved her. I, we still see her when we went on tour of the hospital for the grand opening. So um, she came around to the rooms and stuff? Yeah. Okay. She, used to, she used to come see them. I don't know what they do now because mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like things are so different than mm-hmm. from when our kids were babies, but... Um, yeah, she used to come around and they, you know, had little instruments and things they play with with the kids. So I'm interested that. to hear what they do now with the patients. Yeah, and me too. How interactive it is and not. So, so let's get started with our interview with Miss Kimberly Bell. Well, welcome to Kimberly Bell, who is a musical therapist, clinical lead at Children's Hospital in New Orleans. Welcome, Miss Kim. So glad to have you today. Um, nice to be here. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Where are you from? Where did you go to school? What was your training to do this? Okay. Well, I'm originally from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I was uh, born and raised in Ocean Springs and uh, went to William Carey University in Hattiesburg, 
for my uh, music therapy training there. Um, after William Carey, I actually did my music therapy internship at Children's. I won't tell you how many years ago that was, but, <laughs> but um, like, did my music five years ago, probably. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, five years ago. So I did my internship there, and then I, after I did my internship and um, got my board certification, I uh, took a job at a state psychiatric hospital in Mississippi. And then, lo and behold, after about a year, Children's called me back and said, guess what? We have a full-time job open. Would you like to apply for it? And, of course, I did. And then uh, went through the interview process. And they hired me. And that was 39 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your goal, to always work with children? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was when I sought out my internship. Children's at the time had one of the few um, pediatric medically based uh, music therapy internships in the country. There were only two at the time. Wow. Um, wow. And yes, yeah, very competitive. It's, it's gotten better. Um, but um, so, I, yeah, I knew what I wanted. So, I, you know, I sought the internship out with the end goal in mind. So for, for the listeners that are listening to this that are not familiar with music therapy, can you tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. it? kind of what music therapy is and what it offers to patients or families? Sure, sure. Well, I'm going to give you the technical definition and then I'll expound upon it. How about that? Perfect. Um, Music therapy. Um, Music therapy is the clinical and evidence-based use of music intervention to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a board-certified music therapist. That would be me. So music therapists, at Children's Hospital, for example, we work um, with the interdisciplinary team, which, you know, is sometimes is OT, PT, speech, but very often it's respiratory and the doctors and the nurses. We work with the whole team to help patients and families reach their goals. Um, some patients and families have goals in the medical area. Some have more physical goals, communication, social, Mm -hmm. coping, pain management, all all those types of goals. So we go in and assess the patient and the family, assess what their needs are, and determine a course of treatment based on that. And there can be um, any number of types of interventions that the music therapist would, uh, would go in and initiate based on what the patient or the family needs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So what would you say your typical day, like at children's hospital really looks like? I mean, it could be all Um, depends on the day, huh? And the patient. Yeah, it it really does. Uh, Usually in the morning, I would um, have appointments scheduled usually with um, children that are in our inpatient rehab program. Uh, for brain injuries, uh, brain tumors, um, that, things like that. And that is uh, highly individualized uh, therapy sessions, very measurable goals based on uh, whatever their rehab needs are. Um, and then in the afternoon, I usually work in the CICU, um, the neonatal intensive care unit, and the acute care unit. So, but, but again, it's, it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. every day do some work on oncology as well okay mm-hmm. so 
tell like when, for example, we'll do the CICU because okay. when you go in there, what do you do with the patients? Do you go in each okay. room? Do you get them together? How does that work? We work off of a consult basis. So the physician actually consults us um, for a specific reason. Um, Usually in the cardiac ICU with the uh, smaller infants, it's either um, family bonding or pain or prolonged hospitalization that's going to affect acquisition of developmental skills. Mm we can also do some, um, if it's needed, end-of-life care, um, family uh, memory-making. We <clears throat> excuse me, have some different um, techniques that we can do with that. We can do songwriting with the family. We can do memory-making. We have a, a, a digital stethoscope that we can record the heartbeat and write a song and do a recording for the family, making heartbeat song if you know if the family chooses to do that mm-hmm. we've done work with siblings where um they've written a song for their sibling um we've and then you know our child life uh professionals they go in and, and do some memory making of, of their own as well okay. so um with the older kids the toddlers and the preschoolers it's more about um making the environment more normalized, less scary, mm-hmm. um, masking some of those unpleasant sounds that are in the unit, um, working on developmental goals, encouraging movement, encouraging them to do things like sit up, move around, breathe. And what happens when you're singing? You're yeah. breathing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if you are moving, you know, you're activating all those muscles and your cardiovascular system. And it also improves mood. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's big And with teenagers, um, you know, older school age children and teenagers, we do more coping control normalization. We do a lot of songwriting with them. We do a lot of um, teaching leisure skills, giving them um, for example, we partner with an organization called the Ukulele Kids Club, and they give us ukuleles that we can then give to the patients, wow. and we can teach them. So I had a little girl um, last year who was a nine-year-old in the in the CI, and she had had the you know open heart, and she did not want to sit up, did not want to get out of bed, just terrified, didn't you know, didn't want to have anything to do with it. So I brought the ukulele in and the only way she could play it successfully was to sit up. Yeah. And by, by the end of the session, she was standing up. Wow. That's so, and yeah. And then she got to keep it and then take it home with her. And then um, she had to come back to the hospital for something else. And then when she came back, she brought it back with her and I went and met with her again. And she was, yeah. Sitting up in your bed playing it. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, improved her coping skills, improved her uh, ability to move, and helped aid and quicken her recovery. Oh, man. I never you know, would have you... thought of it like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I remember <clears throat> when I had Emily, someone had given us a, um, 
a CD with like classical music on it. And they were like, uh-huh. put her to bed, play this. Cause yeah. it helps breathe. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'll try whatever I got to try. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I remember people told us the same thing about Henry and, and Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. Henry was in the hospital, but I've never heard of it used to like do physical achievements mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Motivation. I mean, I think as adults, music is very therapeutic for, all mm-hmm. us, you know? Yeah. So what would y'all do with like, say an infant since a lot of, not all kids, but a majority of kids are infants when they end up in there. What do y'all do with the infants? I'll play music with with them. With infants, it's it's all about normalizing the environment, helping them uh, cope with pain um, and with the, you know, all the medical procedures and things that they have to go through. It's um, also parental separation. You know, we have a lot of parents that can't be there 24 7 it's it's very difficult um and just providing that that extra compassion and interaction we um with our smaller infants we would do a lot of holding and rocking and singing giving them that normal developmental stimulation that they need so that they're not averse to being touched um and held also a lot of what um, those infants go through in their early life can be perceived as negative stimulus. And we provide that positive association with touch so that they can learn that not every time, every time somebody touches them, it's not going to, not going to have a bad right. association with it or a painful thing. So I, I would imagine, I know you said you work with all the therapies. It's all, you know, mm-hmm. works uh-huh. together, which is great. Um, but I would imagine you work, pretty closely with child life, huh? Oh yeah. Well, I'm actually in the child life. You are in the child life area. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our department is child life and creative therapies. Okay. So we are my, yeah. So we are child life music therapy and we have uh, two art therapists on our behavioral health unit. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. And so y'all recently got a new um, space at the hospital when uh-huh. patients. So tell yes. us all about the music room and is that offered to patients and siblings, just patients? Is it open well, the, to anybody? Yeah. How does that work? Well, Can I go have up the, there and do it. No, <laughs> <laughs> she does have a lot of fun music toys over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> music toys or instruments. Correct. The, um, the spaces that are open to everybody kind of limited right now because of covid right. but we have um we have a new brand new playroom it's absolutely gorgeous and huge we have a brand new teen room that is oh so fun and then we have a new what we call the event space and it's going to be where we have like our big uh group you know parties that we've had that y'all probably been to and uh concerts guest artists and all that so we have a space for that my area is a smaller room, the, the music room or the music therapy clinic, as we refer to. And it's still, um, it's on the other side of the hospital, back by inpatient rehab. But what we are excited to have added is a mobile cart, which I don't think you've seen. No, um, I've never seen that. It's a, it's a cart. I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's really cool. Um, we got a grant and got some funding and we got this mobile cart and we have these great appliques on it, you know, just different music themes. And when you open it up, it's got everything that the music therapist needs to see a patient 
in their room or in a small group or whatever. It's all on one cart. I don't know if you, you remember my bags and me carrying everything, schlepping everything around. Well, now we have a big cart that we don't have to schlep everything all over the place. So it was like Christmas morning for you then when you got back. Yes, yes, yeah. And um, we had to do some design and some reorganization and and stuff like that. But it's it's really, really cool. It's got space enough. We've got um, a ukulele on board. We've got a guitar on it, a keyboard. And then you open open it up and it's got all of our instruments and um, our laptop and our iPad for songwriting and cleaning supplies and documentation stuff and That's everything awesome. we need. Yeah. Are you the only music therapist on hand at Children's Hospital New Orleans or do you have like staff? There are three of us. Oh, okay. And then and then we have an open position. So hopefully we'll we'll get that filled pretty soon. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask you, I know you said that you work with the doctors and they refer you, but can a parent mm-hmm. request music That's therapy? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so if they're yeah. an inpatient and, and I would want that for my child, how do we just tell our nurse or the doc? How does you that can work? Tell, yeah, you can tell the nurse, you can tell the doctor, you can even tell the social worker, somebody, you know, somebody you will get it for clinic, you. Or is it only inpatient? I, we don't right now. We're, we're kind of strapped for people, but, but yeah, that, that would be a good goal. Um, I know our, our, our oncology, um, service is, and our, uh, the nephrologists that do dialysis and stuff, they're clamoring for us too. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That would be great while they're there for treatment Mm -hmm. to have that. Yeah. Especially, you know, the dialysis patients that have to sit there for, you know, four to six hours at a time getting dialysis so yeah a lot of people are asking I bet they are so well, that's yeah. awesome. and I'm happy to hear that over the years it's grown probably from uh-huh um, yeah know. and it's it's been really it's been really good the hospital's been very supportive they hired the first music therapist in the mid-70s mm-hmm. so the program is you know well respected and um you know well supported which is which has been nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. And so can the students play the instruments too? Like, I know you talked about the ukulele uh, program y'all are part of, but like if a kid knows how to play the keyboard or even if they don't, can they play with the instruments? Yeah, we have, well, we have, we have instruments, you know, we, we have to be mindful of like infection control and things like mm-hmm. that. But we have, we have keyboards that we have, we check out if, if a kid knows how to play and, wants to play, wants to practice. We have guitars that we can do the same. We have we have a couple, especially our oncology patients, the teenagers. We have one in particular that anytime he comes in, he calls, I want the guitar. So we have we have some that are uh, earmarked as like check out guitars and go bring him a guitar, go bring so-and-so a keyboard. Yeah. So I just had a thought and a question. You know how like, <clears throat> I know we have in the past, I know there are a lot of different organizations um, you know, maybe mm-hmm. around the holidays, they'll do like a fundraiser within their office or whatever. And we're collecting uh-huh. toys to give to Children's Hospital and Child Life. Yeah. Do you have like a mm-hmm. wish list or take donation of like, let's say like, let's say we're collecting for like 10 ukuleles is our goal or whatever it is. What we do is we would love for you, if you wanted to do something like that, to donate to the Ukulele Kids Club okay. that gets the 
precise kinds of instruments that we need that we can use in the hospital rather than going out and buying a ukulele and bringing okay. it to me. Now, is the Ukulele Kids Club a local organization? No, it is nationwide. Okay. They supply, they supply um, pediatric music therapists that work in children's hospitals all over the world. Okay. started out, we're one of the original hospitals that they started donating to, like, I think maybe five, six years ago. I'm actually on their music therapy advisory board. Okay. Um, and um, it's ukc.org, I believe is the. And do they just provide ukuleles or do they do on their also? Oh, no. They have all kind of cool stuff. So they have, they it's primarily ukulele based, but what they've started is they have um, an online portal where any kid that gets a ukulele when they go home, they can free of charge log into the online portal and get all the lesson resources they need. Um, and through Berkeley College of Music, who also has a music therapy program, they've started um, online free online lesson options for oh, kids. Yeah, and it's all free. That's awesome. Wow. I'd like to when we um you know when we share this podcast when when we go live. We'll mm-hmm. share. I'd like to share some information about that through yeah. our social media. Yeah. So we're we're actually I've never heard of that before. Yeah, we're actually looking for um what they call a, a rock star is one of their sponsors. Um the music therapy program at Children's was previously sponsored by you ever heard of the crew of the Rolling Elvi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they sponsored us um before the pandemic, they they did a year, and what that involves, like a a donation, and when you get give whatever that amount is for that donation, in the name of Children's Hospital New Orleans, then we get a hundred ukuleles. That's great, and that that'll keep us for probably a year. Which wow! Is, is I was great. just about to ask, how many do y'all go through in a year? Like we now? we typically we've been going through right at about between 75 and 100. Um, And what's been nice about it is whenever we call to get more, you know, they don't, we can't obviously store 100 ukuleles. Right. So they send them to us like 10 at a time, you know, between six and 10. And then when that starts getting low, then we just call them and they, they just ship us more. No questions asked. I was just about to ask so, him, like, where do you store all that? Like, did Phil build yeah. you a garage full of ukulele? No, <laughs> Phil would not know. <laughs> <laughs> Storage at Children's Hospital is not plentiful, <laughs> even with our new renovation. <laughs> I bet. I feel like that's always an issue at any kind of office. You yeah, know? Like, yeah it is. Every attorney yeah. office, medical office I've mean, ever worked at, anything, that's always the thing. Anything for 100 ukuleles. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't I where I would put that anywhere. I mean, they're, they're, they're not the standard size. Well, the ones we use are soprano ukuleles. Those are the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Ukuleles come a soprano, and then um, there are tenor and bass, and there's a couple of different sizes. We, we use the smaller. And the reason we use ukuleles are that they're not as big as a guitar. Mm-hmm. They're easy to play when you're laying in bed mm-hmm. or when you're in Light. bed. Yeah. And a guitar is more complicated. It has six strings. It's hard to press. 
mm-hmm. hard on little fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, a ukulele only has four strings to deal with, and it's easier to to press and manipulate. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's more portable. Yeah, definitely. And and it and oh. it's cost effective too. Guitar right. are expensive. Oh yeah. Well, Miss Kim, is there any piece of advice you would share with parents who have kids who are impatient? Um, that you would, you know, want to share relative to music therapy or not. Yeah. Or even parents that like, maybe, maybe they're not necessarily going to the hospital, but like they're listening Mm -hmm. to this, anything as a music therapist that you would recommend. Yeah. Sing to your children. Oh, you don't want me to. No, no, no. no. Is there a CD you recommend we play for them? (laughs) No, seriously though. When you, when you, when you're pregnant or if you have a baby, sing to your child. They, your voice is the first voice that they hear and it's the voice that they want to hear they're not gonna you know it's not american idol <laughs> they're not gonna judge it's definitely not american idol and and, my, and sure and bring music into your home ex- and expose them to um you know good classic rock too that's that's a good good piece of advice <laughs> advice I like. I love. That. I mean, we're a musical family, so we are. Yeah. Like, we just make sure they know the classics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. Now, should I sing to her at sixteen, or will she get annoyed? Um, that would be probably a no. <laughs> especially when especially she could probably sing better than you. Say, especially since she's a singer, I'm pretty sure she gets annoyed when I sing in general. Have <laughs> her. Have her sing to you. I do I do and I I have to tell you not to sound corny but sometimes a lot of days that's my therapy yeah happy to hear that she's doing great and singing at 16 years old so you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good bit of a therapy for me um if she has any questions just give her my email address now I also work as a consultant for the American Music Therapy Association okay so um I answer student questions all the time. Oh, I'd so love that. Any- I'd love that. So yeah. I thank you very yeah. much. Looking forward to her. Point her yeah. I can point her in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, thank thanks you. so much for visiting with us today. Sure. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Miss Kim. It was great to have you on today. I really enjoyed learning about that. I think it's such a sweet offer for the families. I love the ukulele thing. Me too. We want to share that information on our social social media in case anybody wants to find out more about that organization that they work with. That would be great. Um, for all of our listeners out there, if you'd like to share your story, please email us at nolahots at gmail.com. Make sure to share and rate our podcast. We'd Love to hear from y'all, and we would love for y'all to share it so we can grow and reach more people. Yeah, and with um, February coming up, Heart Month, we definitely want people to be able to share their own stories. So we highly encourage you to share your stories um, any way that you're comfortable doing so. You can shoot us an email, and we can discuss which the best way is for you. Absolutely. All right, can't wait for our next episode. Next month starts Heart Month. We have some special guests. And remember, no No judgment judgment here. here. It's all about survival. Cheers. Cheers.